Mind Pretzel Show, where spiritual entrepreneurs find orgasmic energy, happiness, success, and abundance. Now, here's your host, the OG Aligned Pretzel, Nisha Ryan. Welcome back to the Aligned Pretzel Show. I have a very special guest with me today. Her name is Diana. And I'm not going to try to pronounce her last name because <laughs> no, 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 let's not. Um, <laughs> You're not the only one. <laughs> but, um, you know, I met her in a Facebook group um, looking to talk about her upcoming book, To Kale and Back. And for some reason, this title stuck out to me. I didn't screw up the title, did I? No, no. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> it stuck out to me so much. Um, and I was just like, because I don't really answer a lot of those like kind of call outs. Um, mm-hmm. But I was like, I need to speak to this gal. And, and then, I don't know, it's been weeks since. But anyway, so <laughs> I want to have this tantalizing conversation about To Kale and Back with Diana. Um, but I'm going to let her introduce herself first because I even don't really know that much about her. So <laughs> take the floor. <laughs> Thank you. Well, first of all, my last name is Matuzak. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's so hard. Half the time people are like, Matt, Matt is like, just, it's okay. Never mind. <laughs> So you're not alone with that one. (laughs) Um, But I love what you said that that really stuck out with you. That's my whole goal um, in writing that book is to just have a new approach to the health and wellness industry, the fitness industry, Mm. like all of it in one. Um, So backing up a few steps, I guess. (laughs) I am a holistic health coach and a transformational mindset coach. So I help women to rediscover their relationship with food and their body. And I come at it with the approach that food is so important. It really is. Um, But what is most important is your mindset and your approach and whether or not you're really happy in life. Um, And I come at it from like a collective um, life point of view, meaning we look at your relationships, we look at your career, we look at your spirituality, we look at where fulfillment is lacking and how that causes a connection um, to your dinner plate. Uh, So it's really exciting and it's really uh, rewarding, obviously. So, um, and I think it's also important to mention that I have a super extensive health history, which I think is, well, not I think, I know that reason, like God put me on that extensive path for this reason so that I could go out there and help people who are experiencing that too, or help them miss it by a million miles. Um, and the long of short and short of that is that when I was 10 years old, I was diagnosed with insulin resistance syndrome, which is basically like pre type two diabetes, which most adults get. So I was 10 years old. So that is, um, just goes to show that I was not eating healthy. I was not a healthy child. I was very active, but I grew up in a town where food was not, people didn't know about food. People didn't know about nutrition. It was just, you know, you eat because it's lunchtime. Um, So because of that, I do still hold 
a very strong, like nutrition is very important and you need to know about it. But um, like I said, the happiness and the whole life aspect is just as important, if not more. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. <laughs> I resonate so much with this and, and the um, eating just because it's time or because mm-hmm. it's in front of you. Um, before I dive in, I'd love to know like where you're from and where you kind of grew up and like, you know, um, maybe even how did you like, how did you morph out of, of something that's ingrained in you? Like Mm -hmm. times and you just like, yeah, anyway, go ahead first. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, no problem. So I grew up in Northern Michigan, um, in a small town called Traverse city and, up there, you cannot go more than a few miles without running into a body of water. So mm-hmm. I was in the lake all the time. My family called me a little fish, like, oh my gosh, it was the best childhood ever. <laughs> um, and now I live in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the desert, because my fiance is in the Air Force, and that's where they told us we had to go. <laughs> oh, okay. um, but it's, all, it's actually been really fun. Um, last weekend, we found a lake that was two hours away, and I was like, so worth it. We're coming here every Saturday. <laughs> like we need to make this a thing. <laughs> um, so yeah, grew up, grew up in Northern Michigan and in a little small town, um, super small family, but it was honestly the best childhood, like so much fun, always by the water, always having fun. Like, yeah, I don't know. And, and I think it's, that's important to mention because that's something I talk about a lot in my book too, is just how, like, I had a great childhood, you know, mm-hmm. that's not why I had issues with food. Yeah. Um, and so I went to college at St. Mary's at Notre Dame in um, Northern Indiana and go Irish. <laughs> um, through my college experience, I gained what I call the freshman eat like a seven-year-old because you just become regular at the chicken tender counter. <laughs> Hello. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the long and short of that is I gained way more than 15 pounds, probably closer to 30. Um, so during college, I experienced extremely disordered eating. And that's really where my love for nutrition and wellness and preaching happiness and balance was born because I put myself to hell and back, mm. hence to kale and back, <laughs> um, to get a body. And I was so obsessed with the body that I was willing to do literally anything to get there. And all I really did was really hurt my college experience, really hurt my friendships. Um, and obviously there's, I could go on for hours about that just because it's so deep and there's so much depth in there, but I really, really see it as a blessing now. Um, just because I value my health now I value my body. I value having a Reese's every now and then, and I value broccoli. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, and we can definitely dig into that if you want, but that's where my passion for true health and wellness was born. Cause not only my story, but how many women I saw around me going through the same things and not talking about it and not asking for help and not, um, trying to be truly healthy. So that's where my passion was born. I actually, 
didn't really discover that I wanted to do this as a career until the very end of my college career. Mm -hmm. So I began my career as a licensed CPA. So I worked for a really large accounting firm, Mm -hmm. totally opposite of health and wellness, (laughs) Mm -hmm. like sitting all day for hours and hours. Um, But I just decided that that's not what I wanted to do. I was made for more. And you know what? Here we are. (laughs) (laughs) I totally resonate with this because, well, I, I mean, I grew up all over Canada, but my roots are on the very East coast of Canada, which yeah, oh. it, it's like, I'm familiar with, with Michigan because I lived in Ontario for a bit. So, you know, we're, we're like the mirror of you guys right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that we share all the lakes. Um, yes. but, uh, it's, it's literally an Island. It's called Newfoundland in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. seriously like it's a seven hour ferry ride like from the mainland like it's oh my gosh it's out there <laughs> yeah that's nuts <laughs> there's no road like so we're surrounded by water um and and I really grew up in this culture even though we moved around of um you eat at you know eight twelve and five mm-hmm. <laughs> whether you're hungry or not and it was it's a very um because it's so, it was so isolated back in the day, the culture has stayed of it's fish and carps, right? Like mm-hmm. I right. never see, and, and now that I've moved back here as an adult, uh, it's so funny to me because I literally have a kale obsession. Like I love it. And finding <laughs> fresh kale on this island is very difficult. That's so funny. <laughs> as you can imagine, and which is probably why you're yeah. it up to me. But, right. um, like there's, when I go see my grandparents, for example, there's nothing green, nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, uh, sometimes I bring like avocados and kale with me, um, like for smoothies and that kind of thing, or, or bring yeah. a salad. And they're just like, that's rabbit food. Um, yes. Oh gosh. <laughs> I used to get called that all the time. I hated it so much. <laughs> um, so I totally understand this so much. And even still as an adult, it can be extremely triggering to be around this and like to, um, choose a higher path really, as I see it, um, Mm -hmm. for what my body needs, right. It is about nourishment and like what makes me feel better, a loaf of bread or (laughs) or a head of kale. Um, (laughs) but so I understand this really on a deep level, but, and, and I didn't have a bad childhood. Don't get me wrong. I was very, very loved and I had whatever I wanted, but it was exposure, right? It didn't have exposure to anything different. Um, so how did you even begin to break out of that? Um, especially like, I don't know about you, but for myself, like I, I didn't know how to cook when I went to college. I really had no idea what I was doing. Right. (laughs) Yeah, no, I know. And (laughs) I feel like that's such the norm where you're like, you go to college and you're like, Oh, ramen, there we go. (laughs) Easy. Pizza. Um, Right. (laughs) Frozen pizza. Um, Yeah, totally. But when I was diagnosed with insulin resistance syndrome, it was kind of like a full family project. So Mm. as a family, we kind of overhauled and we started paying attention. I went to a nutritionist um, a couple of times. I honestly don't really remember that very much, but um, it was a whole family effort and we were all trying to clean it up somehow, um, make healthier decisions. So because of that, I really discovered a love for healthier foods Mm -hmm. at a pretty young age because I realized like, 
I realized how important it was. You know, I was a fourth grader there at the ice cream Sunday party that couldn't eat it because I had insulin resistance syndrome. So it was kind of like a very young um, awakening to be like, food is important. Food matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was also a very overweight child. And mm-hmm. It's crazy because when I was like, I want to say around 12 or 13, something like that, I was in middle school and I decided I didn't want to be the chubby girl anymore. Mm -hmm. And what I did to fix that is I would only eat, like if I would look at my hands and I would count on my fingers how many different things I had eaten that day. And I would not let myself go past one hand, meaning I would not let myself go past eating five things. Mm -hmm. And that is so incredibly scary and like flabbergasting to me because I have no idea where I learned that. Like Mm -hmm. I said, it wasn't my childhood. Like it wasn't my parents. It wasn't my sister. It wasn't, you know, that sort of thing. I have no idea how I knew how to do that. And that's really why I bought or bought why I'm going to buy it too, but that's why I wrote the book. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Just because it's so scary how prevalent that is. And you really don't have a lot of control over who hears it, who acts on it, how old they are. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's really where my newfound love for like healthier food came about was when I was younger. And I wouldn't say that I was, I didn't have eating disorders back then. I just like, I, that's, that was my method to get to be a thinner child. And then I played every sport, no demand. And I kind of stayed that way. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't until college that I really developed those nasty, nasty habits with food where I had to eat immediately after a workout. I had to eat every two and a half hours because that's what the gurus told me to do. I had to eat these certain foods and I wasn't allowed to eat these other ones because that wouldn't help me get my body as quickly as possible. And that's where all of those habits and quite literally obsessions um, stemmed from. And I think that's what's so scary is that people talk about that as normal and that that's the only, or like, that's the surefire method to getting to the body that you want. Right. And no one talks about, um, when you're doing those things, how mentally unhealthy that is. Like you go out to dinner with your friends and it doesn't fit in your plan and you have a full blown like anxiety attack. That's not, you know, that's not okay. That's not Mm -hmm. normal. And, and I think people, um, they make it so they make it normal. They're like, well, I'm just being fit. That's what I said. That's what I thought. I thought I was just being a fit person and that's what fit people did. And it's not right. It's not like fit people still get to enjoy their life. Like you can have (laughs) a really fit body and have a really banging life too. Like (laughs) (laughs) totally. And I, I, you know, as you're saying this, like you're just bringing up all these memories for me. Like I, so I actually have a disorder called intracranial hypertension, which means I mm. create too much cerebral spinal fluid. Oh, and wow. I actually, I actually was a nurse when I found out um, or finishing, sorry, beginning my, my nursing training. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was in college when I found out. Um, and they, they don't know why it happens. So the go-to is like, well, it's caused by being overweight, basically. Oh gosh. <laughs> and they don't, they don't know. Right. And so I remember having to go see, a, a, I think it was a dietitian, um, and being so obsessive with working out, um, to the point where I was, you know, just like, I see pictures now and I'm like, 
I'm so skinny that it's just like this tiny head and this like this like slinky neck, right? Yeah. yeah. And I would work out to the extent of of having a nosebleed, and I. Oh. I'd, Sit down at the gym and let it go, and I'm like, "Oh, fine, I'm going again." And yeah. I and I remember that day so much. And now there's like, there's no way in hell that I would work out to that yeah. extremism. But I, but I wholeheartedly like remember that um, yeah. so much. And um, that's really like, yeah, it was just well, this is normal. This is what you have to do if you right. want to like get better. Or and, and then somehow from getting better turned into getting thin somewhere, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And yeah, well, how did I know to like, you know, go to the gym like so many times a day like that mm-hmm. I literally stress my body out to the point of a nosebleed? Yeah. And you know, it's sad because that's what makes those people money. And I feel, I felt weird saying like those people, because I feel like most of them probably come from a good place. They're just trying to help. But at the same time, it's like, like that's what sells, you know, this extreme thing where you get these results and you get them quickly and you get them now, like that's what sells. And it's like, no, like, holy crap. What about like going out on a date with your boyfriend and enjoying a glass of wine and not being totally terrified of the alcohol and what it's going to do to your fat uh, metabolization. And, you know, uh, just like your story, like that is what the first thing um, that came to mind for you was, was to beat yourself to the ground at the gym. And that is so normal. And I think that we are making major waves in society today with having that not be the norm anymore. Like, thank God. Um, but there still are so many things because as humans, we want what we want and we want it now. And we're not willing to feel the hard parts. We're not willing to go through the uncomfortable. Um, like one of the most common questions I ever get is how do you stay consistent? And I say, I eat what I want and I eat what I love and I focus on nutritious foods, but I don't get caught up about it. And I work out in a way that I love, not in the way that Susie Q on Instagram tells me I need to work out so that I can have, you know, abs like hers (laughs) or something. You do it because you want to do it and you do it because you love it. And I feel like that is so much like people hear that today and they're like, yeah, yeah, that, but that doesn't work. And it's like, well, it actually does though. Like, have you tried it? (laughs) Because it really does. Yes. There's guidelines and there's science behind it and you can apply those in a super balanced way. But what it comes down to is like, how happy are you? And taking that one step further, like if you are in a relationship where you're just you're not happy and you know it's not right for you, but you're comfortable and you don't know how to get out of it. And you find yourself numbing yourself with food or maybe over-exercising or compensating in some way. You don't deserve that. You deserve to be happy in every area of life. And I think the coolest thing is that when people really discover that and they do the hard thing and they take the action and they start to make changes, maybe they break up with that person and they become happier, then they're like, holy cow, I'm not craving ice cream at nine o'clock at night anymore. Like Mm -hmm. it's nuts. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like you take away the toxin from your life and you stop craving the toxic things. Right. It's just, it's nuts how it works out, isn't it? <laughs> Who but I was literally like just going to say, yeah. And, and thinking back to that time, you know, like, sure, I was the skinniest that I ever was in my entire life, but 
I definitely wasn't happy and I for sure as fuck wasn't confident. Not right. like I am now. Like yeah. close. <laughs> oh, totally. And in college, you know, when I decided that I wasn't going to be a regular at the chicken tender counter anymore and I wanted to lose that weight, <laughs> I, I reached that body that I originally wanted. It started out where I just wanted to be the person I was before. I was confident as heck. I didn't have a quote unquote perfect body, but I would walk into a party and, you know, talk to whoever I wanted. If there was a cute guy in there, I would walk up to him. And after I gained weight, I wasn't like that anymore. So all I wanted to do was be the old me. And it so quickly turned into this obsession of, I need to look like this. I need to have abs. I need to have the perfect, but I can't have any cellulite. And I eventually got to a smaller body than I was before college, which I thought would have made me even more confident than I was going into college, but I was even less confident because it was never good enough. I was never pretty enough, never thin enough. I never looked perfect in my mind. Even though I had the body that so many girls dreamed of, I couldn't see that reflecting back at me in the mirror because I was so obsessed with it not being good enough. And that just goes to show how important your mindset is and how really toxic it can be to be in that negative place. Absolutely. So how for someone, so full disclosure, even myself right now, I'm kind of like, you know, I really want to like trim up here or, or lose pounds in this area. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm constantly like, not constantly, but I'm battling the mindset of like, well, you have to do intense cardio in order to get rid of, of, of it. Right. And, um, and I know I'm still working through that. So I, I mean, I'm not an advocate, obviously, for extreme weight loss or like for that to be our focus, because I feel like when we focus on that, we push it away more right. um, instead of like loving ourselves as we are accepting ourselves, but being okay with wanting to change. Obviously, totally. we're humans. Um, right. That is our normal, like we want to evolve. Yeah. So what recommendations obviously nutrition is super important and mm -hmm. that is a whole other rabbit hole but <laughs> yeah <laughs> so right <laughs> but in terms yeah in terms of your mindset in terms of what you do with your body like where would you even tell someone to start because I think the mindset piece is is hugely missing in in this whole realm Really? Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. You can be on Facebook or Insta, and and you see a lot of like, um, I guess suggestions and tips and all those things, but I don't see a lot of mindset stuff happening personally. Yeah. Oh, and I'm so glad that you said that because <laughs> that's one of my things that like. I'm a huge advocate for unfollowing. Like if there's yes. somebody out there, <laughs> so <laughs> say they have your dream body. They have that body that you so badly want, but they work out twice a day, two hours a day. They only eat chicken, broccoli, and rice. And you don't want to live like that, then don't follow them because they're not going to tell you the way to that body that you actually want to do. So you're so right. It's not out there as much as it should be and as much as I want it to be. And I'm trying so hard to change that. <laughs> um, but what I would say is, and I actually, I, I talk about this all the time. Um, 
on all my pages, my blog, my Instagram, my book, everything, um, people on the street. <laughs> and that is just why, so why do you want to lose weight, right? Why do you want to be 20 pounds lighter? What do you think being 20 pounds lighter will get you that you don't feel you have right now? And how is that going to impact your life? How would that impact your relationships, whether it be friendships, um, romantic relationships? How would that impact your career? Would you have the energy to work harder? Would you have the mental clarity to be quicker and to be more productive? Um, would it give you the confidence to speak up and to start offering more at work and maybe get an early promotion? It's those things that we need to be focusing on rather than just simply the body. And I know you were asking like the method of how, how would you get to that point? Like even if you do still want to lose 20 pounds, something along like 10, 20, whatever it is. Um, <clears throat> and I think this is an area where I am a little bit different than most people in the in industry because, or on this side of the industry at least, because I am all about, body positivity. Absolutely. Like love yourself at every stage, 100%. But I don't think there's anything wrong with wanting to have aesthetic goals and wanting to mm -hmm. improve yourself in some way when it comes from the place of, I want to do this because it's going to make me a better mom, or it's going to make me a better spouse, or it's going to make me have the energy to actually put passion into what I do every day. When you come from that place of why you want to improve yourself health and fitness wise, then it's awesome. It's great, right? It's not just about the way you look. It's not the way you look in those jeans or on the beach in that bathing suit, whatever it is. It just so happens that that's a really awesome side effect. <laughs> mm -hmm. But when you approach it from, okay, well, why do I want that? Like, what do I think being 20 pounds lighter is going to do for me? If I had more confidence, what would I do with it? And when you approach it from that way, it becomes so much easier to choose methods that you actually want to do. Because when you come from the place of, I just want to look this certain way, then you follow Susie Q on Instagram and you do all of her workouts, even though you hate them so much, you're, it's not something you enjoy, you dread going to do it, you're not going to be able to stick to that, right? You're not going to be consistent with that. That's not sustainable. Whereas say you have this class, maybe there's a spin class that you love and you go to that every day instead because it helps you have the energy to do really well at work or have the energy to be a better mom, um, whatever it may be. And there is a little bit of science to it if you have certain aesthetic goals. And like most women these days, you know, we want to have that quote unquote toned look. You want to look fit. You want to look mean. Um, and there are totally logistic ways to be there um, and to get there. And that's a combination of low intensity cardio, higher intensity cardio, and strength training. But the most important part is including a, a mix of each of those types of exercises with things that you love. Like if you love Pilates, awesome, do it. If I had to get, if the fastest way to my dream body was through yoga, I would quit in a heartbeat because I am like freaking Bambi on ice when it comes to yoga. So I, I don't do it, right? I stretch and I foam roll and that's my recovery. If I went to a yoga class, I'd break my nose. 
Okay. I was about to say like, we have to, we have to use yoga as an example because I'm a yoga instructor and I have like, That's awesome. yoga membership like oh, gosh. with these videos that I put out every week, mostly for, for newbies. Um, so, or people, yeah, who feel like they're Bambi on ice. Right. So I'm like, yes, you have to, because you're like Pilates oh, and, and um, um, spin class. I'm like, wait, no, we have to use yoga as an example. <laughs> <laughs> That's too funny. No, I say that all the time because I really enjoy hot yoga. I love that. Like I have to be in the mindset to go to a yoga class and really enjoy it, mm-hmm. but I can't go every day. It's just, it's not. <laughs> you know, it's not me. I can't, I'm just, yeah, you know, I can't touch my toes. I, mm -mm. (laughs) it's not cute. (laughs) I love that. Um, that's one of my, one of my private client's goals. That's one of her goals is to touch her toes. (laughs) Yeah. It's a good goal. I like it. (laughs) One of my friends actually last year, she was doing a mission trip in Africa and she was raising a bunch of money and I was doing everything I could to support her. And she was like, Hey, will you come to my yoga event? And I was like, really? The one, the one thing I went, you know, girl, I went and I had a blast. I did it all. I did the things, but there was points where I was like, I'm supposed to put my hand where with my ankle where, like, are we playing twister or are we doing yoga (laughs) yeah one of my um one of my students last night I have public classes here yeah actually the only instructor like within a two-hour drive so that that's cool Um, but um more clients for you (laughs) she said you go you're my hero I'm like oh she's like if you can move like that you're my hero kind of thing and, oh gosh. You know, everyone has their their strengths, right? Like I hate cardio, but I love yoga. Totally. <laughs> totally. Yeah. No, I know and that's the thing, right? You like you get to do what you love. That's the point of working out. So that makes you happier. It gets that endorphin rush going. Um if you feel like Beyoncé storming out of that spin class, then girl, you do you. Uh if if you feel like you want to go like crawl into a hole and slide in your bed then no we like let's pick a different one there's so many choices these days yeah totally yeah there's um zumba is a big thing here like really really big yeah like big (laughs) like it used to be in 2003 kind of thing right whenever it came out um super behind over here in the middle of the ocean um right i feel you (laughs) and I'm just like I just can't bring myself to do it like it's so loud Mm -hmm. and I'm like I know my knees are just gonna scream at me like I cannot (laughs) bring myself to go to this I'm sorry I I love you I support you but I cannot (laughs) yeah no I know it's it's the best and it's like aqua aerobics cool okay great let's give it a shot nope not my thing Not good at that one. And it's also, it's a matter of, it's not, it's not just being not good at it. And it's not just being uncomfortable with it. If that's the reason, then I always say to my clients, I'm like, you got to try it 10 times. If you try it 10 Mm -hmm. times and you still hate it, then yeah, valid. Right. Mm -hmm. But if it's just because you're uncomfortable, you're not used to it. You feel like people are watching you, you know, that's a different story. Um, 
I know it deep in my heart, me and yoga are not friends. (laughs) (laughs) It's a deep relationship there. (laughs) So your overall vibe for like, you know, if we're going to get formulaic about it, because, you know, Mm -hmm. people be wanting the masculine energy. Tell me how that is my Is obviously nutrition is super important, but it's not beating yourself up Mm -hmm. when you're not you know, doing what you feel like you should do. Yeah. Um, The mindset is huge and doing, just doing exercise that you love. I think that is huge Mm -hmm. for people Mm -hmm. to really integrate because, and, and, and I believe, and perhaps you'll, you know, agree with me on this, that if the mindset isn't there with the whole exercise, like this is Mm -hmm. going to allow me to get to where I want to be. Or, it's really about loving yourself in the moment. But anyway, like, like I said, not having that in the back of the mind when you're doing the exercise, if I don't do cardio, high intensity cardio, then this isn't going to work. Is that, would you say that's kind of right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you mean like, like what is the quote unquote best approach, even though I hate that I just said that. (laughs) Is that what you mean? (laughs) Yeah, well, like, let's be honest, there is no one-size-fits-all approach. Right, um, yeah. But if, um, if we're having an umbrella statement for people to just yeah. kind of take away from, from gotcha. today, obviously, everybody needs to go read To Kale and Back, because... Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but you're, overall, what you're saying is, it's about loving yourself, mm-hmm. obviously feeding yourself uh, in a nutritious, nourishing way. Um, yeah. only doing the exercise that like you actually like doing mm-hmm. um, and, and the mindset piece. Yeah. That. Yeah. And oh, totally. a fair umbrella statement. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my, my umbrella statement would be, I think is number one, ask yourself why you want to change your body. Yeah. Why is it that you want to look a certain way? What do you think that's going to give you? And that brings us into the mindset piece where our number one goal is for you to be happy. What does the best version of you look like? What does she do? Um, how does she eat? How does she present herself? And how can we get closer and closer every single day to that version of you? That's step number one. Step number two is to understand nutrition, understand what it does for you, understand the macronutrients, um, the different ratios of the macronutrients that you need in your body without being obsessive, without having to count everything you put in your mouth. Um, and discovering what really makes you feel good, what food makes you feel like Beyonce herself. (laughs) And well, rather what food makes you feel like that very best version of you that we were just thinking about. And then step number three is understanding what your aesthetic goals are, how um, you might want to integrate the different forms of cardio and strength training and what your favorite parts are and to just be consistent with all of that. If you can only work out three times a week because your schedule is so gosh darn jam-packed, that's okay. You know, you don't have to work out every single day. Do what you can, move, maybe stand up a little bit more. And it's all about how can you make this healthy lifestyle work for you instead of you working around this, you know, healthy quote unquote lifestyle that you actually, um, are trying to go for, like make it work for you, make it something that is 
easy to implement or um, easier, I should say, because it's not easy at first, but it will get easy. So yeah, number one mindset. Why do you want that? Are you happy um, doing it the way you're doing it? Are you happy in every other area of life? Is there something else we need to look at? Number two, understanding food in your body um, and knowing that it really works for you. And it's not about eating less. It's about eating better. And number three is what workout combination works for your body. When can you fit it in and let's keep it consistent. Mm-hmm. So choose a life that you run, not that runs you. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> totally. <laughs> I, I love, love it. it. <laughs> oh, <jinx. laughs> we were meant for this. <laughs> so um, tell us a little bit more about the book when it comes out. How we can get in on the vibe of Diana, et cetera. Totally. (laughs) So the book comes out. I'm actually going through the final proofreading right now, and it will be available for pre-order in about two weeks, two, two and a half weeks, which I'm so excited about. (laughs) Um, So end of May, we can pre-order, and then it will be available on June 25th is when we're launching. Um, so you can go buy it in stores. It's going to be in all brick and mortar stores. It's going to be on Amazon. Um, you can download the Kindle version if that's what you're into. And it is everything that I wish I had when I was in college, everything I wish I had when I wanted to lose that weight, get back to where I was. It is everything I needed. Um, and it's also pretty darn funny if I do say so myself. I'm a like super sarcastic person. So, um, (laughs) it's funny, right? I wanted it to be enjoyable. I I wanted you to learn something from it, but I also wanted you to like, not be able to put it down and want to keep picking it back up. Um, hence to kale and back. So, um, yeah, it's a humorous approach to give you everything that you need to be the healthiest version of you, to create the confidence of your dreams and go out and live the life that you deserve, the life that you want as the very best version of you. That is to Kalen back in a nutshell. And um, it'll be available on my website too. So my website and my Instagram are both Diana Matuzak. My website is dianamatuzak.com. And then my Instagram is Diana underscore Matuzak. Beautiful. Yeah. Follow you in all the places now. Oh, that gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) All the things. (laughs) Thank you so much for imparting your wisdom on us today and, and bringing us this, the story of to Kalen back. I'm, I'm just touched that, you know, we get to kind of see it unfolding before it's even launched already. Like that's just beautiful. Thank you for sharing with us today. Oh yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. It's just, I, I feel so lucky to be able to do this. So yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody, go see to Kalen back. Go get to Kalen back. Stop Diane all the things. <laughs> we'll see you next time. This has been the Aligned Pretzel Show with your host, Nisha Ryan. If you love this episode, don't forget to comment, like, subscribe, leave us a little review on iTunes. We would love, 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 love it. Make sure you follow us on Spotify, hashtag all the things. And for more Nisha, check out www.thealignedpretzel.co.co. And we'll see you next time. Bye, Aligned Pretzels.